This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, August 25th. This is episode 347. I am Dan Ellis, back for this episode after missing one, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Taylor Grin. Oh, thank God you're back. I don't know how to do any of this shit. (laughs) And Mr. Ryan Duffy. Yeah, things will definitely be more exciting this week. (laughs) No, less exciting. Far less exciting. (laughs) Did you guys have problems last week? So many. So many problems. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) We did the Afghan thing, and then we tried to find happy news, and we spent like two hours being like, there's nothing fucking good to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Literally nothing good happens in our universe. Oh, the no. fucking Cubs shouldn't have worn the won the World <laughs> Series. We are in the bad universe. Uh. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody that I <laughs> was not available for the episode. Uh, it's just not one of those things that you can anticipate. Your home yeah. getting water in it because of torrential climate change caused rains. At your house. Like, I've yeah. never seen it rain that hard, I think, ever in Utah. And certainly never here. And I don't think, like, since I've lived in Utah that I've seen it rain that hard. Maybe one or two storms could compare a little bit. But that would be just in, in initial volume of rain, not total volume. Like, we got so fucking much rain here. Oh, it was yeah. ridiculous. It rained like Senator Inhofe threw a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, I think we got... God, it was like almost five inches of rain probably over two days. Like a fucking shit ton of rain came down on top of my house. Um, yeah. yeah, but you're a dude making that measurement. So it was probably more like three. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to scale it back by at least 30%. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had uh, water come into our basement from when I got the new roof and gutters and everything, which look fucking amazing, by the way. Um, when I got them completed on the house, one of the gutters was routed. Um, instead of coming down and putting water onto our back patio, which is a great thing that that, that was no longer a thing, that it was going to uh, push it out into the yard. But where the gutter came down and the the downspout was aimed onto a railroad tie that we have, in the yard and so it just kind of ran along the top of the railroad tie for a little while and then back into a flower bed that we have next to the yard or next to the house uh, where two walls meet and so this flower bed is kind of tucked into the corner where those two exterior walls meet and the water just pooled there until it found its way into somewhere in the foundation along that along that corner and flooded part of the basement and then we have an older home that was built in 1972 and we have a couple skylights and they are 
I don't think probably original to the home, but were put on not long after it was built. And when they were originally installed, they were fine. But somewhere along the line, one of the previous owners of this home uh, put a stucco exterior on some of the surfaces. And one of the surfaces they chose to do that on are the boxes atop which is, or upon which these skylights sit and so which is which is a why yeah it's it seems a little weird like maybe i i'm guessing it's because they probably initially had like siding on them or something and so in order to make it match the uh, the rest of the new exterior of the of the house it was either going to have to be brick or stucco and so they went with a stucco since that's what they were doing but when they did that it added you know between an inch and a half and two and a half inches of exterior surface to the box that those skylights were sitting on. Mm-hmm. So they no longer capped that box in, in, you know, they, they mostly lined up with the new exterior below the skylights, but in sections of it, the, the wall that comes up to meet where the skylight is attached was sticking out. So it, the water had to run over the edge of that stucco and just over the years and, you know, all of the wind and rain and hail and, and everything else eventually just kind of wore away one corner of that stucco. And then just with the amount of rain that we had, it worked its way into there and got water from that skylight and then ran along the ceiling until it met a wall in our bathroom, started to pool there and then came down. So Holy shit. Yeah, so we had the upstairs bathroom with water in it and the basement. And yeah, I've just been dealing with that. And and of course, that all happened. Like, we had a torrential downpour Tuesday after I got home from golf um, or while I was out golfing. And then Wednesday, it just like the sky opened and poured out oh, buckets. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I was just dealing with that all of Tuesday. Well, not all of Tuesday, but Tuesday night, all of Wednesday. And I was in training on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I'm like, I've got my headphones on, carrying around my tablet, trying to follow the training while I've got like the roofers showing up, the insurance company calling me, doing all of that kind of shit. I couldn't do any prep for the show. And then, you know, Wednesday, that was all still going on. And I was just, yeah, I was not available to record with you guys. So I'm sorry, but it's just one of those things, man. Well, you got to take care of your, your shit. Yeah, and that's still an ongoing thing. Like, the basement is dry now, but I have to get somebody out here to inspect the foundation, possibly repair yeah. and seal it. Uh, we'll probably have to replace some carpeting in the basement. I've bought some... Uh, well, the carpeting may be okay, but I've got to pull the carpet up, remove the carpet pad, and replace it. I've bought a, a half roll of that that's sitting in the garage. Uh, we have ordered some new skylights that had to be custom ordered and fit so that oh. they will actually cap over the stucco that's on the exterior of those. And uh, they'll be nicer and look nicer anyway. Right now, I just have a tarp covering the one <laughs> that that is up there. The roofing company I worked with was fucking awesome. They were really, really great in coming out and repairing it like while the rain is still coming down, they sent a couple other oh, guys shit. up on the roof to inspect and see what was going on and then put that tarp over the skylight so I wouldn't get any more water in. But I want to stress it was nothing to do with the work they did. It was just um, That's good. A, a strange coincidence of events that I had the roof done and then we got this thing. And so in my mind, I automatically tied those. But no, it's 
it was clearly like they took a bunch of pictures surrounding that and brought them down and showed them to me. And you can see in that corner where it's just all rotted out and was soaking wet. And after they put that tarp on there, no more water came in. So I'm sure that's what it was. How about enough about me? I've taken up enough time. Uh, what's new with you guys? Uh, yeah, I, um, Hello, man. Just getting into the groove with this new job I've got, which is uh, quite a bit of fun. I just spent like the last week training on like one of the tools that we're going to be using. And it's like, I can't complain. Like nothing all that interesting has happened to me. I had a vacuum cleaner crap out today. Like while I was halfway through doing like a deep clean on the area around our cat litter boxes. (laughs) And I was just furious because now I've got like litter boxes that are half empty and the cats are wondering where the hell they're going to take a shit. And And I had like done like a full, like take down, take apart, like, you know, running water through like the hose bullshit on our old Hoover, Mm -hmm. like a month ago, like right after we got the kitten and it was just stuffed with, with hair and gunk and shit all over again. So like, First world problems. That's what's up with me, Dan. Just first world problems. <laughs> oh, well, they suck anyway. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Uh, what about you? Yeah, no, I wish it had. Like, that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what well, about you, Mr. Duffy? Well, Sarah's parents came and visited last week, so that was fun. Oh, nice. And uh, we went out to eat for, like, the first time during the entire pandemic. I think I've only been out to eat once in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and I puked. You puked while you were eating? No, after. So I we went out to eat, and yeah. later, like early morning, I was uh, woke up and I vomited. So got a little food not, poisoning, did you? I don't think it was food. I think it was from the beer. I think their beer taps were a little dirty. So we, I'll see. The Mormons are right. It would be uh, it would be beer poisoning instead of food yeah, poisoning. I guess then maybe, which isn't a good thing. So I I ended up. Like they went to the farmer's market that day and I stayed home and I watched a whole bunch of videos of people making boats and kayaks. And I said, I'm going to make a small one. So I'm making myself a small boat. So they went to the farmer's market. You stayed at home to the farter's market. Yes. I was <laughs> farting like crazy. That was the other odd thing. Like I got sick and pe- was throwing up, uh-huh. like emptied my bowels. And then I couldn't stop farting the next day. <laughs> I kept thinking I had a shit and I'd go to the bathroom and just air. Oh, all sound and no fury. Yeah. (laughs) Signifying nothing. Bark, no bite. (laughs) Like, oh, stomach rumbling. I go to the bathroom and just. Well, maybe, maybe you ate something you're allergic to. I'm not allergic to chicken wings. (laughs) Or maybe there was just weird bacteria or something in that. Yeah, I think it was some sort of bacteria. That's why I was thinking, because the only thing that was different that I had that no one else had was the kind of beer that I had. Hmm. So I was thinking maybe mm. there's some sort of like bacteria in the tap or it hadn't been, maybe not a lot of people were buying that beer and it was dirty or something. And I don't know. <laughs> so, it teaches me to go out and eat. Because you like strange, obscure, not very heavily consumed uh, beers, maybe. Well, it was a, a line and kugel <laughs> uh, because uh, we went to, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and they got line and kugel on tap. So I got some line and kugel. Mm. Nice. Sandra and I went and got Buffalo Wild Wings for the first time in years for me, like just last week. 
It's yeah, definitely like, not worth the money. Like I can no. make better wings. I like making my own sauce and making a lot of hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a lot to talk about uh, regarding the LDS church and some of the dumb fucking things that they've been doing lately. Holy shit. Not just from the church leaders, but the church membership as well. Like it's fucked all the way around and it'll take up it's- a good, a good amount of time. I think. I would say it's a direct reflection on what's going on as a total in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely reflecting the larger bullshit, bullshit. that's going on in the rest of the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, Why yeah. can't they For- just fucking admit defeat in the culture war already? Gay marriage <laughs> is legal. They fucking lost. Because that doesn't go, that's not in line with Jesus Christ. Did, they, teach, did they bitch and complain this much after the civil rights era? Uh, lots. Well, a lot of the membership did for sure, and I mean, the church was dragged kicking and screaming into modernity for every fucking thing that they have modified yeah. throughout its existence. So, yeah. yeah, we got lots to talk about. We'll do that on the other side of this little break. Hello, everyone. This is Natasha Helfer. I'm a clinical licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified ASECT sex therapist. And I guess I've had the recent experience of getting what I'm lovingly calling sex communicated from my Mormon religion. I'm also the author of the Mormon Therapist blog. I run the Mormon Sex Info and Mormon Mental Health Podcasts. You can find pretty much almost all of my information on natashahelfer.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Hello, ma'am. My goodness, you have such an attractive little garden here. Oh, thank you, young man. I just planted those flowers last week. My, how they grow. Yes, ma'am. We're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, the Mormons. That's right. I'm, I'm Elder Young, and this is Elder White. Well, you two boys can just buck right off. Ma'am? You heard me. Take that Book of Mormon and shove it so far up your righteous asses that you choke, you soul-soliciting pig fuckers. Gosh. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. There's been sorry. We had we had some some fun times in the in the in the in between with a false start. Uh, the, I'm sure we'll end up in the outtakes for this episode. Yep. But <laughs> uh, okay, serious time, Dan. There's been a lot of stuff going on with the LDS Church lately that has thrown it into some major upheaval just within the last. Just within this last month or this month, uh, actually just within even the past two weeks. And it all started when the LDS church's leadership made an announcement on the church's official website saying that they would like everybody to wear masks and get vaccinated. Here in Utah, that is a big, big problem because, of course, Utah is a very conservative state. I think right now Utah is in third place for the number of new infections per million residents. Uh, I think we are being bested only by Florida and Texas. So oh. it's we're, we're in some dire straits here in Utah, and the LDS Church leaders know that that is a bad thing. Uh, I think that they should have 
been encouraging people to do this much, much earlier in the pandemic. And then it probably wouldn't have been as big an issue, but it has been so, it has been so politicized just the use of masks and getting vaccinated that the conservative members of the LDS church, which is, I would say 90% of the membership of the LDS church or a number real fucking close to that. It's a very conservative church, but conservative members within the church of course, are hugely supportive of Donald Trump. They are distrusting now of science and of using masks and getting vaccinated. They are and always have been very prone to conspiracy theories running rampant and taking over. Magical thinking. Oh, yeah. It's authoritarianism. Yeah, the whole thing. And then the church has this history of, you know, personal revelation being received by members that has also been historically a problem within the church. It has led to uh, several different splinter groups being, uh, you know, leaving the LDS church, starting their own official churches in the style of the LDS church, because they think that the church has gotten one thing about doctrine wrong here and there, whether that's the fundamentalist uh, churches that have sprung up from the LDS faith where they practice polygamy or they don't allow blacks to hold the priesthood you know historically when the church makes makes an announcement that people aren't very fond of rather than actually believing that their church leaders are apostles and revelators and receive wisdom directly from god himself they say nah that's not right anymore because it disagrees with what i believe right now God didn't tell me that. It's it's one of those things where you can test the strength of a person's faith in their religion and whether they actually have faith in the religion itself or in some of the more, I don't know, problematic or unique teachings of the church. That if then those are challenged or changed, people lose faith in the church overall, right? We saw yeah. a, a mass exodus of LDS church or of LDS church members when the doctrine was changed so that in 1978 blacks could hold the priesthood. That is wild to me that for the first four years of my life, I was born in 1974. For those of you who aren't great at math or, or memory, I <laughs> four years into my life, blacks could not hold the priesthood in the LDS church, and that was changed. There still aren't a ton of black members in the church, and a lot of the members who are black in the church aren't aware that this was a prior thing in the church because the church doesn't lead off with that as one of their one of their points in trying yeah. to get people of color to join the church. But don't forget a prior president of the LDS church said they can go to heaven as servants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so basically, the, you'll be a slave. Yeah. Yeah. Before they could hold the priesthood, it was well. They can still. You know, we're not saying they're going to go to. They're going to go to hell or to outer darkness. The LDS Church doesn't actually teach in the destructionist or eternal torture in hell. They believe more in a complete and total separation from God, known as outer darkness. God damn. There's Mormon heaven is so boring. <laughs> Holy shit. There's dude, there there are so many twists and turns yeah. that it's like whenever you want to tell somebody something about what the LDS church is currently going through, you have to backfill so much bullshit. Yeah. 
that mm-hmm. that it's almost not worth talking about some of the things just because you have to you have to point out and refine and explain a lot of these other points of church history and doctrine that people may not know about and so it's almost like mm-hmm. you're introducing a new language to them in a lot of in a lot of the cases right well and like <sighs> I don't know, man. Christian heaven is just so unimaginative with like fucking praising God and spending forever with your family. Like if, if heaven isn't some sort of like cyberpunk futurescape with like virtual reality hookers and like drugs that are uncomprehensible to us, like <laughs> then God isn't doing enough. Like yeah. <laughs> he, you need to beat science fiction writers when inventing your heaven. Oh yeah. No hangovers in heaven. Right. Re- yeah. And that reminds me, we should, we should do a couple episodes on heaven and hell again, just because, I like to talk yeah. about them. They're fun. And it's been a while since we've really done like a, a deep dive into them. But, but yeah, we, we should do that another time. Okay. But that'll be fun. Um, so the LDS church comes out with this announcement on the church's official website. Um, and it says in part, we find ourselves fighting a war against the ravages of COVID-19 and its variants and unrelenting pandemic. This is from President Russell M. Nelson and his counselors, President Dallin H. Oaks, President Henry B. Eyring, in a message on August 12th. We want to do all we can to limit the spread of these viruses. We know that protection from the diseases they cause can only be achieved by immunizing a very high percentage of the population. To limit these... To limit exposure to these viruses, we urge the use of face masks in public meetings whenever social distancing is not possible. To provide personal protection from such severe infections, we urge individuals to be vaccinated. Available vaccines have proven to be both safe and effective. The First Presidency also expressed sincere love and great concern for all of God's children in the message sent as confirmed cases across the globe exceeded 204 million. And so... That kicked off a firestorm of people within the church who, as I mentioned, are hugely conspiratorial, are hugely conservative, are hugely supportive of Donald Trump, and are against masks, are against forced vaccinations, or vaccinations of any kind for a lot of them. And so all of a sudden, like, my first indication that something was going on was seeing posts in a lot of the ex-Mormon groups that i'm in talking about oh no my family members are freaking out because the church made this announcement (laughs) they're all they're all threatening to leave the church and that it's not run by god anymore it's run by man and they're all part of big pharma now they've been they've been taken over by satan the adversary has them in their grip it's wild to me to see so many lds people freaking out over this they didn't freak out when the church said that girls could only get one ear pierced. They didn't freak out when they said that you can't have tattoos. They didn't freak out when they said that, you know, caffeine is bad. There's just, there's so fucking many yeah. things in the church that historically They're people have not up. given a fuck about that, that women can't hold the priesthood. Sure. They lost some members over that when, when Kate Kelly went on uh, her mission to, to try to get that changed in the church. 
There were a lot of women who left. There were some women who were disaffected there who started questioning church leadership. There have been little things all along the path here when gay marriage was fought and is still currently being fought by the LDS church. Most members don't care about those things or don't care about them to the extent that they will renounce their membership in the church. But Donald fucking Trump and the conspiracies surrounding the election and the vaccine and masks have people completely in thrall with pseudoscience and nonsense. Yeah. Here in Utah, it's really fucking bad. We're not in the deep South, but we might as well be. We're so, we're so attached to that conservative line of dumb fuck thinking here that it makes things really bad sometimes. So, that kicked all of this off. Um, that's that's the first bit of news about the LDS Church. Um, I saw myself in one of the groups and and posted about this on Facebook that it was just wild to me. If you had told me five years ago that a growing number of Mormons would leave their faith if the church's leaders told them that, sh- that they should do what they can to help end a global pandemic – I would have thought you were nuts. I just said you were you were crazy. You're a liar. There's no way that would ever happen. Mormons, by and large, are very compassionate, caring people. They just believe in some kooky fucking things, right? But my experience with Mormons, I've I'm a former Mormon. Most of my family is is LDS. They are very kind, very compassionate, except for a few different things, right? They they're weird about same sex marriage. They're weird about gays and lesbians and transgender people, non-binary people, the whole thing different than them. Yeah. The whole quilt bag community. They are very, very much afraid of and standoffish about. They, they led the whole crusade against, uh, to get prop eight passed. Um, Mm -hmm. they've still, they still won't, uh, condone or support same sex marriage of any kind at all. Um, and it's it's caused real harm there the suicide rate among lgbtq teens here in the state of utah is astronomical it's much higher than in other states the the homeless rate for lgbtq youth here in utah is much higher in other states because their lds family members will shun them will kick them out of the house will disown them i was disowned by my own father and grandmother mm-hmm. for standing up for my Two children who are members of the LGBTQ community. It's really fucking bad here for a lot of reasons that we'll get into when we come back in the C block. This is New Name Noah, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but there is a state where the marriage laws are a little looser. Utah. Utah? Home of America's most powerful weirdos? Our lives could be so wonderful there. In Provo, Utah? Why would I go to Utah? I love booze, caffeine, and monogamy. Then that must be it. So how many brides will you be marrying today, Mr. Simpson? Just one. What, are you gay? If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Okay, welcome back. So, the middle segment was shorter than it usually is because this last segment is going to be jam-packed with a bunch of shit. 
Uh, literally, not no, not literally, because that would mean that you've got poop coming in your ears right now, and that would be really bad. Uh, figuratively yeah. speaking, very much there will be a lot of shit from the LDS Church, and then we're going to to volley and return that shit fire with our own because it's just really, really bad. Uh, in tying with the previous segment a little bit, I had mentioned that I had seen people who have said that they are leaving the church because the church encouraged them to wear masks and get a vaccination. And I thought that was wild. One of the comments that I saw and I got a screen grab of, um, says crazy. Yeah. This is, this is from a now former member of the LDS church, but they said many, many members I know are getting the vaccination and I've left the organization. The final straw was the church's involvement and pushing the vaccination last year. And I wanted to make sure that I was crystal clear about this person's intent behind this comment and what they were actually saying. And so I said, just to make sure I understand, are you saying that you left the church because the leaders were encouraging people to get vaccinated? And the reply I received was, that was the final straw for me that let me know their involvement with the big pharma agenda. Yes. So... Everything else that is wrong about the LDS church, it's subjugation of women, it's subjugation of the LGBTQ members of our society, it's denial of science in several instances. All of that was fine with this person. Encouraging them to get a vaccination and wear a mask was the final straw. They just couldn't put up with that. They can they can they can put up with the dehumanization of a large number of LGBTQ people in society of people of color in not holding the priesthood, but asking them to wear a mask was a bridge too fucking far for this person. And for a ton of people who are now leaving the church because of this, because they have been poisoned more by Donald Trump than they were by their church. And just, and, and their own research. Yeah, it's just wild and bizarre to me that this yeah. is actually a thing that is going on, particularly when, and I found this in the same group, and I, I wish I had gotten the person's name, but I didn't want to out them because it's a ex-Mormon group. I don't know if they're out to their family or anything. So this is this is somebody else's words that I'm going to be reading, and I cannot give proper attribution just because I want to make sure that I don't put them any into any kind of difficult situation. Um. But their post says, you know, basically TBM or a true believing Mormon. I respect Nelson, but I'm not going to follow his recent announcement. His words were not a commandment. I don't have to do it. This person writes further. Um, actual temple recommend holding members are supposed to understand and obey the word of wisdom, even though the word of wisdom was given not by commandment or restraint. And that is in quotes, because that is what the church has said about those. Many pass judgment on those who don't, often pointing the wrong choices out to their children and act like they are better than others for following the word of wisdom. Interestingly enough, the church's Doctrine and Covenants 68.4 says, quote, And whatever they shall speak when moved upon by the Holy Ghost shall be scripture, shall be the will of the Lord, shall be the mind of the Lord, shall be the word of the Lord, shall be the voice of the Lord, and the power of God unto salvation. So basically, that's just saying that if church leaders say it, this is coming from God and it stands for all time. It's God speaking. Uh Uh-huh. Further, DNC 138 says, What I, the Lord, have spoken, I have spoken, and I excuse not myself. 
And though the heavens and the earth pass away, my word shall not pass away, but shall all be fulfilled, whether by mine own voice or by the voice of my servants, it is the same. So that's saying that not only do we say we have this, Jesus Christ himself said that the leaders of the church are speaking for me. Whether you hear it from them or me, it's the same. If you hear them say it, it's it's the word of Jesus Christ speaking to you. So yes, TBMs have their agency to ignore God's prophet, to ignore Russell, Russell Nelson's words, yet this is coming from the mouth of God's proclaimed prophet as he's addressing the church in an official capacity, which means it is scripture if the doctrine and covenants are to be believed. Ezra Taft Benson gave a talk at BYU in the 1980s entitled 14 Fundamentals in Following the Prophet. Part of that says, quote, Fifth, the prophet is not required to have any particular earthly training or diplomas to speak on any subject or act on any matter at any time. The LDS Church has lay person leaders. They're not trained in anything specific. They're not They're not theologians. They're, they're not, rich. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> generally speaking, yeah. They, they've given a lot in tithing, and this is a part of their reward for doing so. Sometimes, uh, and this is continuing with the quote, sometimes there are those who feel their earthly knowledge on a certain subject is superior to the heavenly knowledge which God gives to his prophet on the same subject. They feel the prophet must have the same earthly credentials or training which they have had before, they will accept anything the prophet has to say that might contradict their earthly schooling. We haven't yet had a prophet who earned a doctorate degree in any subject. This is true at the time. The, the LDS Church only now has uh, a prophet, seer, and revelator of the, in the president of the church who does have a doctorate. He's he's a surgeon, or from, was a surgeon. From what, BYU? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know, but that's interesting. We might get into that topic a little bit also. BYU could be landing in I some mean, hot water. Ben Carson was a brain surgeon, too, and he thought yeah. that pyramids were used as grain silos. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, continuing this quote, it says, We encourage earthly knowledge in many areas. But remember, if there is ever a conflict between earthly knowledge and the words of the prophet, you stand with the prophet and you'll be blessed and time will show you have done the right thing. So, yeah. So it's basically saying that church leaders don't have to be professionals in whatever matter they happen to talk about because they're not just talking for themselves or offering an opinion. They are prophet, seers, and revelators speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ and God. They yeah. are God's mouthpieces here on earth. They receive direct communication from him according to them. <laughs> That's how this works. And if Unless you're, they disagree with it. Yeah, and if you're a true believing member— you need to take that shit and eat it because that's part of your fucking church teachings. You can't all of a sudden decide, well, I don't like this and I'm going to opt out. No, you can't do that. They're telling you that you can't fucking do that. If you're going to do that, they'll boot you the fuck out. Well, maybe they finally are not being sheep anymore, but they're still calling us sheep for getting a vaccine. Uh-huh. So all of that leads us to the most recent hubbub within the church. And that came in the form of a speech delivered by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, who is, uh, he was the fourth president of BYU and is a current member of the Quorum of Twelve Apostles for the LDS Church. He is the fourth most senior apostle. The way the I LDS. I thought you were going to say he's a bulldog. <laughs> uh, something very jowly for sure. Um, 
the way the LDS Church has typically worked is that the most senior apostle in the Quorum of Twelve Apostles then becomes president as the former president either retires or dies mm-hmm. or whatever is 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 being replaced. They pull autocracy. Got it. Yeah, yeah. They they pull the next president of the church from the quorum of twelve apostles. Generally speaking, and I, yeah, I I want to say generally speaking, it could be always. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to do. I'd have to look this up again. I I have forgotten. But it is the most senior apostle who then becomes president of the church. So this dude's high up there. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Holland is number four in line for the presidency of a multi-billion dollar, hundreds of billions of dollars corporation. I believe they're more, they have more wealth than the Catholic church, which is, but wow, no hats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no pointy red shoes and and funny hats. Yeah. They are tiny actually compared to the Christian church in numbers. Yeah. Church numbers in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to play some of the more particularly troubling bits from his speech at BYU, starting with this, uh, in, in this section, we're going to hear him read a letter from a, a person who wrote into him with some growing concerns that she has about some of the practices and just, just general things that she disagrees with that are going on at BYU. And if you guys want to cut in at any time, please do. And I will pause the audio and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Then imagine the pain that comes with a memo like this one I recently received. These are just a half a dozen lines from a two page document. You should know, the writer says, that some people in the extended community are feeling abandoned and betrayed at BYU or by BYU. It seems that some professors, at least the vocal ones in the media, are supporting ideas that many of us feel are contradictory to gospel principles, making it appear to be about like any other university our sons and daughters could have attended. Several parents have said they no longer want to send their children here or donate to the school. Please don't think I'm opposed to people thinking differently about policies and ideas, the writer continues. I'm not. But I would hope that BYU professors would be bridging those gaps between faith and intellect and would be sending out students that are ready to do the same in loving, intelligent, articulate ways. So, yeah, trying to bridge, trying to bridge the gap between science and religion, which In is a failed in ways. Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to tell them to say you're fucking wrong, and we're right. And it's impossible to build a bridge between two points that are consistently moving farther and farther apart. Right? Yeah, that just won't. That bridge will fucking fail every goddamn time. Because they're trying to bridge a gap in knowledge and fill it with God. And whenever we find out the answer and find out that it's not God, not- that space gets farther and farther apart. Yeah. See, I was thinking this was going the way of uh, LGBTQ rights. Oh, it will. Uh, okay. I've, I've got, there's about another minute in this clip that I want to play. Okay. Yet I fear that some faculty are not supportive of the church's doctrines 
and policies and choose to criticize them publicly. There are consequences to this. After having served a full-time mission and marrying her husband in the temple, a friend of mine recently left the church. Good in her them. graduation statement on a social media post, she credited such and such a BYU program and its faculty with the radicalization of her attitudes and the destruction of her faith. Well, fortunately, we don't get too many of those letters, but this one isn't unique. So her, her views were, quoting him, radicalized, I'm guessing, into being more accepting of the LGBTQ community and yeah. of science in general. And so she left the church and he views that as a big problem because they will no longer be contributing to tithing. Yeah. I and, mean, don't they tell them in the church to, you know, have your own revelation, to read the word and interpret it yourself and, you know. Well, have, sure. Yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to prayerfully ask for God's guidance about whether the church is true or not. And you will get a burning in the bosom. That will indicate well, that terms it is. and conditions may apply. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe this one read only it valid said, if you still concur with our beliefs. Yeah, this person could have read it and been like, "Wait, I'm getting the I'm getting the fire in the bosom that tells me this is bullshit." Yeah, and that happens. But as we just went through in the Doctrine and Covenants, if you receive mm -hmm. personal revelation that contradicts what the church's leaders yeah. tell you, you're wrong because it's, they're the ones wrong. speaking for Jesus. You are not. You can receive personal uh. revelation. Oftentimes it may be from, from Jesus Christ or the Holy Ghost, but you are not a leader of the church. You are not going to be receiving the most important revelations about the church's direction, policies, and procedures. I hate it when Jesus tells me to do the wrong thing. Uh-huh. So we move from that into this next clip where he admonishes people to stay true to church leaders and to leaders at BYU. For those who don't know, BYU is Brigham Young University. It is a private yeah. university owned and ran by the LDS Church. Yeah. So he's, in this next clip, going to tell people that they shouldn't rely on their own wits and knowledge and revelation. They need to follow, follow the leader. I said then, and I say now, that if we're an extension of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and take a significant amount of sacred tithes. Sacred tithes. Notice it's all that the the hundreds of billions of dollars that the church that the church owns in assets and cash is sacred. I thought that was a uh, membership fees. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and other human precious resources, all of which might well be expended in other worthy causes. Surely our integrity demands that our lives be absolutely consistent with and characteristic of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. At a university, there will always be a healthy debate regarding a whole syllabus full of issues. But until we all come to the unity of the faith and have grown to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, our next best achievement will be to stay in harmony with the Lord's anointed, 
those whom he has designated to declare church doctrine and to guide Brigham Young University as its trustees. <laughs> so, so in parsing out, so in parsing out the shit coming out of this fucker's mouth, he's telling people that until you are as smart and as knowledgeable as Jesus Christ himself, you need to sit down, shut the fuck up and do what we tell you. That's yeah. basically what he has just said. I what I what I hear coming from him is oh shit progress is happening society is progressing and I need to stop this shit. Yeah, well and he's again just hammering home the idea that yes, you may receive personal revelation, but when that comes in conflict with church leaders or leaders here at BYU, you need to sit down, shut the fuck up and listen to what the leaders are telling you because they're the ones who are Christ's emissaries. They're the ones who are his prophets, seers and revelators. You are not. Mhm. Which is historically a huge problem from the church. This next clip that we're going to listen to is probably the most probably the most dangerous thing that he says throughout this uh little speech that he's given here at BYU because he makes you he makes reference to the use of muskets in order to defend the church. Oh, in particular in defending it from the Us? the the worldly views and sin of same-sex marriage and acceptance of the LGBTQ community. This Gosh, is that sure be, would be uh, inappropriate if there was something like say a lesbian couple who was murdered while camping in Utah this last weekend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which the FBI is now coming in to investigate, which makes me think there's more to this story than has been released. Yeah. And this is, this is about, I want to say this is about one, one minute that we'll listen to here. He quoted our colleague, Elder Neil A. Maxwell, who had said, and I quote, in a way, Latter-day Saint scholars at BYU and elsewhere are, are a little bit like the builders of the temple in Nauvoo, who worked with a trowel in one hand and a musket in the other. Today, scholars building the temple of learning must also pause on occasion to defend the kingdom. I personally think, Elder Maxwell went on to say, this is one of the reasons the Lord established and maintains this university. The dual role of builder and defender is unique and ongoing. I'm grateful we have scholars today who can handle, as it were, both trowel and musket. Then Elder Oaks said challengingly, I'd like to hear a little more musket fire from the Temple of Learning. Oof. He said this in a way that could have applied to a host of topics in various departments, but the one he specifically mentioned was the doctrine of the family and defending marriage as the union of a man and a woman. We don't want them goddamn queers all up in our church. Yeah, that pretty much sounds like he's giving people license to execute homosexuals. Yeah, we don't want them goddamn queers here all up in our church. And if you need to defend it, you need to defend it sometimes using a musket. You're not just building. Sometimes you got to destroy those motherfuckers. Well, I, I even see that as not only saying, hey... You know, you can take violence against homosexuals, but anyone who defends them or is trying to work to help progress them in society or in this state, even take them out as well. Well, and let's 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 pretend like let's 
let's try to be as charitable as possible with the comments he has just made here and say that his his use of this type of language where he talks about using, you know, having a trowel in one hand and a musket in the other to build up and defend the church. He has to know, he has to fucking know, like he can't be that fucking ignorant. And if he is this ignorant, it points to a definite, definite fucking fact that he is not an emissary, a, a prophet, seer, and revelator of Jesus Christ who would let him know that using this type of language is a really fucking bad idea. It's dangerous. Because he has encouraged people to use muskets to defend the church. And within hours of him saying this shit, there were posts out on social media from a bunch of fucking right-wing lunatics and people in like the Desnat. For those of you who aren't familiar with Desnat, it's a bunch of they're they're the deseret nationalists they're a they're a like a militia type yeah they're a mormon they're a mormon nationalist group who advocates for all the bullshit that comes with mormon nationalism mormon isis Yeah. yeah yeah they're they're some bad dudes they're they're jackasses and idiots who think that they're defending the church from outside attackers and will absolutely resort to violence in order to accomplish their goals of 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 that of defending their church which sounds like something exactly which sounds exactly like something Jesus would do right or trump uh-huh yeah so within within a very short time of him posting that uh there were there were people so Greg Smith uh ran for some some post some political post here in Utah and He's an absolute fucking idiot and lost that race by a lot. Um, but in the intervening time, he had posted out on Facebook. He retweeted something from Natalie Klein, who is a member of the Salt Lake School Board here. And she is a conservative member of the LDS Church who is basically... She's she's kind of the Marjorie Taylor Greene of the LDS yeah. faith. If Marjorie Taylor Greene sat on a school board, she's constantly railing against um, LGBTQ members and of of society at large and within the LDS Church also, and and anything that looks like support for those members within the LDS Church. And so she had tweeted out something about a flag or a sign that was hung in uh the cemetery not cemetery (laughs) the seminary building at layton high school which is a high school here in utah in northern utah where they hung a sign uh in this seminary building that says you know it's got a it's got a picture of the pride flag uh with the with the uh trans um embellishments on the flag and her post said, Leighton High Seminary, time to make some phone calls. The world is too much with us. And she's got a picture of this sign. And Gregory Smith, dumb fuck that he is, admittedly, I'll get to that in a moment, retweeted that and said, time to get out our muskets, which, of course, mm-hmm. set off a firestorm within the Desnat dumb fuck nation that had them calling for arms to defend the LDS church. So if Holland believes that he's Jesus Christ's emissary, 
either Christ is violent or stupid, or Holland is violent and stupid and working against working against Christ's teachings. He's he's apparently been influenced by the adversary, which is probably why he's advocating for people to wear masks and get their vaccinations. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. It's all really really bad. Uh, this this last it, it just signals that there's going to be more violence in the community. Yeah. coming. Yeah, and so I haven't listened to the entire speech. I've gotten to about, I don't know, 20, maybe 25, 26 minutes within his speech. So there may be other parts of this that that I haven't heard that are somehow redeeming, but I read the transcript of it, and I don't think that they are. Um, this last bit I wanted to play because it is, it's very reminiscent of the conversation that I had with my father before he disowned me, where he tries to play the victim because he's trying his best to be so compassionate to people, but those queers just won't won't ever accept that, you know, full acceptance is not enough. That they that somehow Jeffrey R. Holland is a victim here in all of this because those those uppity queers want full equality. We hope it isn't a surprise to you that your trustees are not deaf or blind to the feelings that swirl around marriage and the whole same-sex topic on campus. and The whole same-sex topic on campus. A lot of other topics. I and many of my brethren have spent more time and shed more tears on this subject than we could ever adequately convey to you this morning or any morning. We have spent hours discussing what the doctrine of the church can and cannot provide the individuals and families struggling over this difficult issue. So it's with a little scar tissue of our own that we are trying to avoid and hope all will try to avoid language and symbols and situations that are more divisive than unifying at the time we want to show love for all of God's children. See, he's he's spent hours, whereas people who, you know, have lived in the Mormon church for their entire lives in the closet or who are disowned by their parents or who commit uh, or who who die of suicide um they spend their entire lives dealing with this issue yeah he spend hours they spend their whole fucking life oh but but taylor it is more hours than he could ever adequately convey this morning or any other morning i mean and he, he cried. used the term hours not days not months not years right. so Right. He, yeah, he can go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's some more of this I wanted you guys to hear. Sorry about that. If a student commandeers a graduation podium intended to represent everyone in getting a pl- diplomas that day, in order to announce his personal sexual orientation, what might another speaker feel free to announce the next year? until eventually anything goes. What might commencement come to mean or not mean 
if we push individual license over institutional dignity for very long. So, that's, so that right there. Yeah, go ahead. Institutional dignity, which is tacitly saying that it is undignified Dignified. for mm-hmm. somebody to come out as part of their commencement speech. And that commencement speech was not um, uh, 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 common coming out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was approved of, right? There was a yeah. whole there was a whole script reading process that went into that valedictorian giving his speech. Yeah, so so um, for those who don't know, yeah. the 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 speech that he's referring to in this instance was delivered in 2019. Yeah, in 2019 by valedictorian that year Matt Easton who announced that he was gay during his commencement during his commencement speech and this wasn't something that he just did off the cuff as taylor said he had this speech approved by the powers that be at BYU and they said yes that's fine one other point so you guys you guys mentioned um the the bit about it being weird or what what was the word he used undignified uh, undignified he, yeah he indicated that it would be undignified because it doesn't live up to the dignity of the institution yeah to to announce words. yeah to announce a person's sexual orientation but how many people have given a valedict a valedictorian speech there at BYU who make mention of their supportive wife or their supportive girlfriend or husband right so in each of those prior instances they make a clear indication of their sexual orientation and he has Mm -hmm. no fucking problem with that at all he wants to make sure that even even if you are living up to the church's expectation that if you have same-sex attraction challenge that you will not announce that to anybody he wants you to shut the fuck up not let anybody even know that you are gay even if you are still living within the church's edicts that you cannot act on those challenges you don't even get to speak about it and and from what i've seen of uh commencement speeches it's usually about the trials and tribulations your accomplishments the your happy moments of going through your four years of college or even high school. So it very much is you up on a stage telling a personal story about your experiences going through and you all coming together at the end for a graduation. Yeah, I mean, let's be real personal experiences is not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. The, the valedictorian speech is a way for that person to stand up on this podium and to a degree brag about the fact that they got there because they're the top performer of their class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's telling them that if you're a member of the LGBTQ community, you cannot discuss that at all. Yeah. Because where will that lead us? If we start announcing that you may be gay, oh gosh, what next? What could possibly be worse than this? I killed my teacher in the second semester. (laughs) It's just I still graduated. It's so fucking despicable. And the fact that, you know, in in reading through the transcript and some of his prior words, you know, and in the interstitial pieces between what we've listened to here, he, you know, tries to stress that he has great love and compassion for those who who face this particular challenge of of same sex attraction. But gosh, darn it. They've spent hours hours crying about this and weeping about how they can show kindness 
to the to those members of the church while still not condoning or advocating for them. Fuck you, Holland. You what fucking the real problem piece is, of shit. Society's getting more progressive and more accepting of LGBTQ communities. And how do we keep our stranglehold on that? Yeah. And he goes on, he goes on in other sections of this to talk about how, you know, if, if being, if, if cruelty toward the LGBTQ community results in BYU losing their endorsements for various affiliations, whether that's, um, through their law school losing its accreditation, through their medical school losing its accreditation, through their sports teams not no longer being allowed to participate NCAA. in oh, NAA, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or NCAA things like any any affiliations that they may lose because of the church's stance, he's fine with. And I would love for organizations now to say, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, we, we, you know, we thought that you might be upset by this, but clearly it's much more important for you to continue dehumanizing members of society than it is to be part of society. So you can fuck off. We will no longer allow your school to have any kind of accreditation amongst the wider community because you don't want to be part of the wider community. You want to shun it. We're going to help you do that. We want to make sure that. We respect your choices, Mr. Holland, so fuck off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll do what we can to help you. So don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Yeah. So this hope that happens. (laughs) So so this whole thing has had me uh, in a state for the past couple of weeks, just seeing the cruelty that still manifests itself in the church and, and it, and they try to couch it in this language of love that is so fucking disingenuous. It's sickening that. Well, it's so it's the last thing they have to fight. Yeah. Love civil rights. They can't fight civil rights anymore. Yeah. Love is not a difficult thing. You just have to do it. You just have to love. That's it. That's it. That's all it fucking is. You don't have Mm -hmm. to say, I'll love you if you do this or if you no. you either love somebody or don't you accept them or you don't. And clearly he does not. And he thinks that he's acting in compassion for those people because of Christ's teachings, which is, is again, just another indicator of how poisonous religion is. And I'll say this for them. Acceptance doesn't have to mean agreement. You can accept a person for the way they are, but you might have disagreements. Well, and and he would argue that they do accept them. They do love and accept but them. But they don't. They just they won't don't. Con- they just won't condone any of the any of the inclinations they may have and certainly won't condone or advocate for allowing them to be whole persons and yeah, spend a life with the person that they are attracted to. Yeah, their their money says they uh, don't accept them. Yeah. Mhm. So that's about it. I think we may have run a, a bit over time on this, but there's just so much to cover in in this whole thing. It's and I'm sure this isn't the last we're going to hear about it. There's going to be no. more that comes out of this whether it's violence, you know, whether it's somebody has taken their life because of this and has left a note addressing this specifically, uh Which whether won't be the first time. Yeah, whether it's violence against members of the community, it's it's sickening. And for him to have this platform and well, <laughs> we're, 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 we're kind of uh, putting that out there a little bit more. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, 
I think it's important but to I, expose this kind of dangerous talk and thinking for what it is and, and letting people know that it is dangerous and needs to stop because there are definite real world harms that will come of this. Well, I don't think yeah. our listeners will agree with uh, Holland. Not very many of them, I'm sure. No. Yeah. Though, man, I see so many of my friends getting sucked into the right wing fringe IDW bullshit fucking nonsense all the goddamn time. There, I, I maybe we'll talk about that in another in another episode because that's been that's been a continuing frustration of mine too. Like seeing good friends of mine. Just, just lose their minds and humanity in support of really terrible, really terrible toxic thinking. And, and yeah, I've been hugely disappointed by a couple people really recently that uh, I think should know better, but their religious upbringing and their conservative upbringing in particular has led them down the path of they may leave the LDS church. But they haven't left a lot of their of their conservative thinking behind. They they understand that the church is toxic, that it isn't true. But they haven't taken them taken the time to reflect back on what led them to to have these conservative thoughts in the first place. And they continue with that conservative line of thinking. If we had had more time, I wanted to talk to you, Taylor, about how you were overcome, how you were able to overcome that. Maybe we can do that next week oh man that's that's a whole ass story right there that's yeah. that's a long story yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah it is um but yeah sure i'd be happy to tell it sometime okay well let's do that let's plan on doing that uh in an upcoming episode then because that yeah, yeah. that would be great to know well, you know what led you to re-examine not just your religious beliefs but the entire foundation of your worldview yeah yeah okay well we've run out of time for this episode Thank you all very much for joining us for it, for going on this little adventure, for being bored to tears, I'm sure. Different sections of <laughs> Holland's talk that we played. God, they have this they have this weird, creepy cadence that all of the LDS church leaders use during these meetings and speeches that is yeah, it's a it's a real snoozer. It'll put you to sleep pretty yeah, quickly. I only made it through ten minutes of the transcript. Yeah, if you're not if you're not listening carefully enough to become enraged by it, you'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna have to go score a bump of coke the next time I want to try and listen to one of those speeches because <laughs> before we go though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon subscribers because they keep the show going. Uh let's see. Let's have Ryan start and then I'll go second and Taylor, you can go third. All right. Okay. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Gren. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. The literal Christian devil. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Savita Kuna. Theodore Sellen. Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. 
Yeah, you fucked it up. <laughs> and James. Thank you all so very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as, as little as $1 per episode. And then you get extra bonus things like bonus episodes, extra outtakes, extended outtakes, all kinds of fun stuff. Get, Clips from the get, cutting room floor. Yeah, you get me fucking up. There, there was... Uh, part of this show that I will probably include as a that I will include as a clip from the cutting room floor, and we'll probably also have some extended outtakes for this one as well. So that'll be fun. Thank you all so very much for listening. I'm gonna go have some dinner. Uh, Dano out. Oh, yeah. Bye, bitches. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I had to I had to modify the way that I get out of my car because I I was getting out like I was swinging my left leg out and then I would kind of slide to the side on the seat and go to get out and my seat has little like wings like they come down oh, to where the seat yeah. you know where you put your ass and yeah. I can't tell you how many times I just ended up crushing my balls <laughs> Between my oh. between my right thigh oh. and the left side of the seat of my car. <laughs> I do think it's funny how people were being were going were irate about the black uh, Superman. Oh, they're irate oh, about the black men. anything or the female anything. Yeah, right. That's not a white man doing a white man thing. Fucking, that's not right. It's nothing. His mything in action book is mything. <laughs> <laughs>